Join us in September for Becker's Hospital Review 6th Annual Health IT and Revenue Cycle Conference. We have opportunities to join us virtually from the comfort of your own home. To register for this virtual event, go to our website at beckershospitalreview.com forward slash virtual dash conferences. This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by Nancy Gaiden. Nancy is a is the chief nursing officer at the Boston Medical Center. And the Boston Medical Center is this magnificent mix of an elite academic medical center combined with a safety net hospital. Nancy, can you take a moment, tell us a little bit about yourself and about the Boston Medical Center, then we'll talk about the role of the CNO, what you're sort of looking at today, where you're most focused today, how you're dealing with staff resilience and more. Nancy, yeah. go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and the Boston Medical Center. Thank you, and thank you for having me here, Scott. This is um, a really a big pleasure for me. So um, I'm the Chief Nursing Officer for BMC, uh, Boston Medical Center. It's a 500-bed academic medical center connected with Boston University, um, and it is, as you said, the largest safety net hospital and the largest trauma center, actually, in New England. We are really old. We were the first public hospital in the country, um, started in 1855 as Boston City Hospital, and now really um, in our, we merged with um, University Hospital about 20 years ago, and now we are, they call it a private hospital with a public mission. Um, so we, we have a lot of um, resources for our patients. We think a lot about substance use disorder and violence prevention. We have a rooftop garden. Um, we're a leader in, um, in substance use disorder programs with NAS babies. We have a resident-run program where we help patients um, and families do their taxes. So it's such a wonderful mix, really, of the highest level of critical care. Um, as I, you know, I'm looking out my window right now, and there's a helicopter landing behind the building there um, for MedFlight. But also, we have this really important community mission. Um, we have 70% uh, of our patients identify as people of color, and um, more than half our patients are below the um, income poverty level of $20,400, by the way, for a family of three, in case you forgot that really scary number. Um, and more than 30% of our patients do not speak English as their first language. So it's a really big mix of fabulous cultural diversity in both our patient population and in our staff. Um, we have more than 50% Medicaid um, and um, are really proud of the work that we're doing in, in equity um, we really want to be a leader in that. We have a health plan, and um, and we were hit really, really um, sort of disproportionately during COVID because of our community having so many patients in congregate living, so many patients in shelters, um, and patients who are working as frontline workers. So, um, so that's sort of BMC. And me, um, I've actually lived in Boston my whole career. Um, I started out at Children's Hospital, and um, I miss those little doodles, but I've been in leadership a long time. This is my fifth chief nursing officer role. I had to count when I was looking at it in um, my little bio, and um, I've been at BMC for seven years. So that's sort of me and BMC. <laughs> no, fantastic. And tell us a little bit about how is the role of CNO, how is that evolving? You know, so that's an, such an interesting question, and I don't know if it was accelerated or magnified by um, by sort of what uh, healthcare has gone over, gone through for the last couple of years. But the chief nursing officer role, I've always thought it was like a big combination, right, of balancing quality and safety um, with financial management and patient experience and compl compliance and you know human resources, because usually we have you know a lot of people that are in our world. 
Um, I feel like over the last couple of years, the biggest evolution in the chief nursing officer role has been sort of this increase in leadership strategy and being really an important voice at the table for, you know, where organizations, where systems are going and how to really be sort of the voice of the patient and the family in those conversations, but also balancing all those other things. I wonder now, though, after COVID, if the, if we've even become sort of more of a voice for equity, and we all saw how um, with Black Lives Matter and with COVID over the last year, I don't know, I feel like as the as a person in the room who's really speaking for our patients and for our communities, um, when you're in your senior VP, you know, senior leader discussions, I feel like we have even more of a responsibility than ever to represent that piece. And I see it, you know, in the nursing literature, um, you know, of my colleagues who are writing about this and writing about how they're looking at their outcomes um, as they relate to quality you know, across um, different races and equity outcomes. So I don't know. I think that maybe that's how it's evolving. It's becoming even more of an important voice for the leader of leaders and, um, and equity for our patients. I mean, so a, a bigger seat at the frontline table for strategy, yeah. a, a bigger seat on health equity and also a, a greater role in coaching and taking care of your entire team, I take it. Like that's part yeah. of it, a big part of the evolution too. Yeah, I think that's right. And, you know, with the, you know, especially with COVID, I found myself often being the, the, with the chief medical officer, we were like sort of the final word on all kinds of different policy decisions and practice decisions. And, and then where I usually really focus on communicating with the nurses, um, I started doing videos um, that were watched by the whole organization, you know, sort of like, where are we clinically more broadly than just for nursing? And I think, I bet you that will keep, I bet you we will keep up with that, that that is going to be, I do feel like it's my job to thank all the different healthcare workers, look at the whole teams and everybody that contributes to, you know, the patient care and make sure I'm out there talking about everybody and communicating with everyone. And I bet I'm not alone in that. I, I mean, bet you a lot of chief nursing officers had that evolution this couple of years, last couple of years. Well, it, and, and it does feel like more and more that the doctors are very, very important, uh, but but the nurses are sort of the heart of institutions increasingly, and sort of the the sort of the the core, almost the infantry, of the in, institution. They're the people on the floor every moment of every day, and so senior leadership. At one point, I mean, it's obviously still still so worried about their physician colleagues and what happens with physicians but increasingly views the nursing and, and it's where the nurses are is, is the biggest challenges, the biggest shortages, the biggest needs that mm -hmm. it's become so critical to everything that health systems do. Not that it always wasn't, but it just seems like there's a, a whole renewed level of um, understanding of how critical the nurses are to being the bread and butter of a health system. Yeah, I've absolutely never been prouder to be a nurse. Never. I've also never been more worried about about my colleagues and about um, the staff nurses on the front lines. And, you know, you, you mentioned resilience in the very introductory comments here. And um, I was looking at this um, survey that the American Organization of Nurse Leaders did, a longitudinal survey, and the top worry for chief nursing officers is mental health and well-being of staff. And um, that is, it's sort of grown, you know, it's always been in the list, but, um, and we've always tried to think about resilience and work-life balance and all that, but um, it's definitely risen. And now um, it's something that I think all of us are really, really trying to think about bringing new, new um, nurses into um, our systems sort of on top of some tired 
um, current staff, but also really trying to lift the people that have worked um, with us and have had a really hard year balancing their lives and, and their patients' needs. And, and let, let me, as a follow-up to that, let me ask you our, our final question for, for today, Nancy, is uh, what are you most focused on and most excited about this year? I mean, it's got to be a mix. I mean, most focused might be on nurse health and, and the health of yep. your nurses and the labor force. And But, but tell us, let me we'll be, uh, let you use your words because I'm going to bring you. What are you most focused on and excited about for the next half of this year? Well, you know, most excited about, we actually submitted our magnet document um, on in April. So we are uh, here at BMC trying to become a magnet organization. And so for me, that is a way for the for me to really show off the staff here and how much they care about our patients and the diversity of our patients. And um, so I think on the, under the excitement category, that would be it. And, um, but, you know, from a professional, I don't know, opportunity and growth and just a pride point of view as a leader at BMC, what I'm most excited about this year is we've started to look at all of our outcomes um, across race and focusing on where can we make changes in the way that we deliver care? How can we go upstream and focus more on housing and more on our community? You know, where do we buy our stuff from? Can we make sure that we're buying it from women-owned companies, from from companies with, you know, diverse owners? And so I think, I think our equity work is actually what I feel like is going to be the biggest um, you know, the, maybe for me personally and, and for us as an organization, a place where we can really distinguish ourselves and be real leaders in that area. So that's that's what 2022 is going to bring me. Oh, so just magnificent. So I, so I love that. Both the effort to make the health system a magnet institution in, in, in so many ways. It's already just such a magnificent institution. Thanks. And then the work in equity at every level, at, at health equity, but also in how you work with suppliers, how you work with yeah. others, how you work with contractors. Yeah. Just literally magnificent. Thank you. Thanks. great. So we're, we're thrilled to be part of this community and, you know, supporting and being supported by all of the different programs in Boston and trying to really make our goal, you know, is to make Boston the healthiest urban um, city in the, in the country and in the world. And man, we're, you got to think big to do that. So that's what we're trying to do. No, just a just a fantastic city and a fantastic place. And um, you know, I, I can't bring myself to cheer for the Celtics, the Bruins, and the Patriots. <gasps> oh, but, I, but I am, but I am a big Boston fan. And <laughs> and and the Boston Medical Center is literally second to none in hitting this mix of being a great institution and a, and a great safety institution. Just fantastic. Thanks. But I, but I do love the Red Sox. Thank you, Nancy, <laughs> so much for joining us today. Thank you. What a pleasure to visit with you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure.